Welcome to Untold Secrets of Living Overseas with me, your host, Shauna Lowe. This is your go-to podcast for all things related to moving abroad, remote working, and a digital nomad lifestyle. This year alone, I've already helped 3,300 people with their move abroad. I've reached 400,000 souls through my live and virtual events, and we have covered 40 plus countries with my live events with my company, Move Overseas Now. This podcast is for you if you've been trying to plan your move abroad and you just need that extra push and motivation. Join me every week as I interview visionary entrepreneurs, adventurous digital nomads, and accomplished remote workers. Together, we'll unravel their best kept insider tips and tricks for unlocking a successful and happy life overseas. Prepare to discover the hidden secrets of seamless relocation, finding your dream home, landing a remote job, flourishing in a new culture, and so much more. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey filled with inspiration, empowerment, and the key to living life to the fullest, no matter where you are in the world. So anyways, I'm your host, Sean Alum. I'm actually an adventurous soul who left the U.S. to explore the vibrant Spanish culture, actually fell in love with my now husband, who is Spanish, Dan, and I found my passion. I fell in love. I've overcame obstacles. I've created two online businesses. I've became a digital nomad, and I'm here to show you guys how to do that. So welcome. I'm so excited Hi. to have you. And so um, to be here. yeah, so you guys, Angel is on Instagram. She is called Pennywise Traveler. If you can understand what that means, it, she's basically a travel hacker. She basically shows you how to travel for free. And I'm just like so mind blown with this whole like area. She, I first started watching her reels. Um, and then I applied for the Chase Sapphire preferred credit card here in the US. And I now have my free round trip flight to Dubai, like paid for just from the rewards that I got from the credit card. And it's just, there's so, it's such a cool area. So, you know, and we're going to be chatting about our experience from the US, but I know a lot of other countries have similar programs, but Angel, can you please um, introduce yourself? and a little bit more about what you do and what you help people with on your platform. Okay, perfect. So my name is Angel. I've been in 36 countries in all seven continents. So I actually first started travel hacking when I was a broke college student. So I was like, I don't have any money and I want to study abroad. So what I did was I ended up applying to a bunch of scholarships and grants and ended up getting free housing, free tuition and $7,000 in spending money. And then the financial aid office, it was like, if you don't use all this $7,000, you have to give it back. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, is travel an expense? And they're like, yeah, it is. So then I just had that like receipts and stuff from everywhere I was traveling to because they said I had to spend all that money for the $7,000 because I already had the free housing, the free tuition. So it was like using that money for like food and also like traveling around like Europe and stuff. So I studied abroad in Rome. And right after that, I did volunteer work in Botswana, which I also travel hacked because um my um one of the sponsors for my scholarship he actually had this volunteer program in Botswana so he paid for everything so like I did that right after um I was studying abroad in Rome and now I mostly just travel hack with different credit cards different reward programs different apps and different ways to like get money to travel for free or for less that is so cool and I love your energy it's so great so I think everybody can kind of resonate with uh who doesn't want like free trips are the trips, are these trips that you go on actually free? 
Well, like um, you had to pay for the taxes and fees. So there's no way to get around that. So let's say like you book a Southwest flight, right? Like right now is companion pass season. I know that some people have like beef right now with Southwest, but to be honest, that happens with any airline where they might have mechanical issues or like the whole IT issue that just happened recently, like last month and everything. And I think Southwest is offering a thing where you get 25,000 points or so if that affected you or so. But if I was in that situation, actually, of what happened like a month ago, this is how I would travel hack behind this. So if I was stuck somewhere, somewhere from what happened from Southwest, I would actually see what other airlines are available. And if not, can I travel hack to a different place, like a nearby airport that still has operating flights and then see if my credit card can pay for it because that's causing a trip interruption. So you have to double check with your credit card terms and conditions. If you can reroute yourself, like position yourself to a different airport and reroute yourself that way, because there are a lot of horror stories that what happened to Southwest. I read about people missing their weddings, missing their honeymoons and everything like that. And I don't think people are too aware about it. the different credit card protections on the credit card itself. It's not just about the points, but also the protections that the credit card has and also how to make money off the credit card. So like there's a bunch of different things that people don't realize are all kind of related of how you can use your credit card to travel hack. Interesting. So what are, okay. So the goal is, is your goal like, okay, I want to get free trips, right? Yeah. What are the steps that somebody would have to do? They would need to open up a credit card first, right? Mm -hmm. And then what happens after that? So you also have to open their credit card depending on your situation. So let's say like you're, you want to start out first. Usually I recommend a Chase Sapphire Preferred just because of the Chase 524 rule. So in Chase 524 rule, you can have four credit cards max in the past 24 months. Business cards that count against that are TD, American Trade, sorry, TD, um, Capital One, and also there's that one I'm blanking out on, but Discover, where they count towards 524. So you, they those business cards, if you get those, that will hurt your status. So Chase will not approve you for any credit cards if you have that. Got it. And so the first, somebody that's just starting out, they should open up like one of these credit cards, right? Yes. Just like Usually US. I say to start off with Chase, just because that one is the 524 rule. Also, you have to look into your spending habits to see what you spend the most money on. So let's say like you, um, like you're like me, like for like you spend a lot of money on groceries, right? So a good card for you might be City Premier where you get 3X groceries, 3X gas, 3X restaurants. That might be a good one for you because that's a $95 annual fee. Also that um, credit card, my roommate from New York, she never paid the annual fee because she always called in to waive the annual fee for that City Premier card. And then also um, American Express Gold, it has 4X groceries and 4X restaurants. And it has a $120 Uber credit, $120 um, girl pop credit. So you're essentially paying like 10 bucks for the um, credit card. But then I got a retention offer on that. And because I have a corporate credit for that too, because I have a corporate card of Amex from work, that card has ended up being a moneymaker. So actually, if you don't even have these cards and you order takeout, let's say like once or twice a month, you already lost money already. Because if you already had a corporate card from work, they already paid you for to have that corporate card. And also... With all those credits already and getting a retention offer, you pretty much lost money and you could have had the travel protections on the credit card. So it's actually more expenses that you might actually think that you might have lost from not just having one credit card. Interesting. Now, when you're saying these like rewards, right? So like mm -hmm. X on groceries, does that all go towards travel points? Yes. You can in these partner airlines that go yes. all over the world. Kind of walk us through 
Yes. So here's one example. So the American Express Platinum card, um, that one, you get 1x mostly on everything else, except for like 5x on like airlines if you book direct or 5x on the Amex travel. Those are some like one of the spending categories. So you would not use that credit card to buy groceries because you only get 1x. So you would use your American Express Gold card because you get 4x at grocery stores in the US. So you would try to use a credit card that optimizes best to your lifestyle to get the most points. Yes. Okay. Got it. So you have to do a lot of tracking for this. Do you have yes, like, yes. how do you keep track of all that? And then, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. There's a lot of different apps you can use. Some people use card pointers, for example. So that one tracks like the different offers on the credit cards and everything. There's also a word wallet to track your different reward programs. There's also um, Thrifty Travel. No, not Thrifty Travel. Travel Freely. He also has an app too. So there's a lot of different apps that you can use out there to track your different um, credit cards and stuff. I As soon as I get a credit card, um, one of the first things I do is that I... Um, lower the cash advance close to zero dollars because you don't use your credit card by accident at like an ATM machine, for example, because you get flagged for cash advance, you know, and then also put it on auto pay in case you forget to pay for the credit card because it just came in. So as soon, and also the third thing is to document what time that you open that credit card because you have a certain spending time. So for Amex, most of their credit cards are within six months that you can meet the spending um, bonus. But for Chase, City, and a few of the other banks, it's only three months. So you have to pay attention to each credit card, see what the restrictions are, because they're different. They vary from each credit card to credit card. And some credit card reward programs are better than others. So you kind of, well, it depends on what you're doing. Like I use all the major ones, but um, you have to know which credit card is best for different things too. Interesting. And to kind of paint a little backstory, um, everybody, Angel works remote and she's traveling all the time with yeah. this strategy, with this like our goal is to just give you guys our secrets. Um, so Angel, kind of tell us what does your life look like in terms of work, travel, and enjoying yourself? Like what what does a typical month look like for you with travel? So, so I'm actually leaving the Bahamas tomorrow. I actually just got upgraded to business because I have American Airlines Platinum Pro status. So I actually um got an upgrade like yesterday. They, they notified me in an email and stuff. So for me, I um depending on what I'm doing, I travel hack of different reward programs and everything. So um I'm going to Houston later in January. And then in March, I'm going to New York. And then like in April, I think I'm going to Disney World. I'm also travel hack that with Southwest Companion Pass. And then in May, I'm going to Puerto Rico. So like every almost every single month for the past like year or so, I've been traveling at least once a month. And then I was in the Dubai because you guys were talking about Dubai earlier. I was in Dubai, August and September and Maldives. So you went for two months? So Dubai. Well, I my workplace, they're very flexible with me working remote. So I just bring my laptop. Amazing. So this mm-hmm. is something that you can do with like you're working for your corporate your corporate job. What do you do, by the way, for work? Well, I work in cybersecurity. Oh wow. Just... I know people are always surprised. <laughs> they're like, you're you yeah. work in cybersecurity. <laughs> You don't seem like that kind of person in tech. And I'm like, I could be whoever I want to be. <laughs> I know. I love it. Well, that's so cool that you are able to, I mean, you work for an American company and yeah. you're still working abroad sometimes. How yeah. how are you able to do that? So my workplace, they're pretty flexible about that because I also have teams in Asia. So they sometimes they let me work like, let's say half the Asia time and half the US time. or So it's not that bad. I just have to tell them in advance. So like, um, 
it depends on where you're going. Bahamas, the same time as New York, but I'm trying to ask my boss if I could sneak around it and work a little bit earlier extra during the day so I can enjoy the Bahamas for the rest of the day. But I think he'll be fine with it. He let me do that in the Maldives. So interesting. It was and so there's a lot of people in here that actually want to, to take their remote job and go abroad. How do you start that conversation? And did you start this job knowing that they would be okay with you working internationally? So it's so funny how how this all happened because um, I used to work at a bank. So they're very strict about like working remotely and stuff. They're like, oh, you can work once a week remote. Like this was back in, when I used to live in New York. And then um, what's it called? They wanted to force me to work in a New Jersey office. Like after a while, they're like, no, you have to go to New Jersey office. And I was like, I did not leave LA to work in New Jersey. I know that sounds very mean, but I was like, I'm not like leaving like New York City to go work in New Jersey. And then the New Jersey office, you can't even get there by train. You have to take, you have to drive there because it's not near a train station. So I was like, I'm not doing that. So then like, I was like, while they were trying to transition people towards the New Jersey office that was in the New Jersey suburbs and stuff, I was applying to different jobs and everything. So then um, one of the um, jobs I work at right now, so sorry, the job I work at right now, during the interview, they were telling me like, you know, like we have a very flexible work from home policy, blah, 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 blah. Like you can work, um, you don't have to come to the office that much. Most people come only once or twice a week during the office. So I was like, okay, so then I'll just give it a go. And then I did that um, for the first year I started working, I think almost like every day at the office or maybe like one or two days off, I wouldn't work at the office. And then slowly became like every day where I didn't go to the office, but so was everybody else from my team. So I'm like my team, I got kind of lucky where my team, like no one wants to go to the office. So then like none of us go to the office because that's no one awesome. else wants to go. So that's the way. That's so cool that they were actually flexible with you and allowed you to, to do that. Now is this- Yeah, we're pretty nice about that because also it's like, if I'm helping out, like if I work Asia hours, for example, for like half the day, then they're like, well, like she's helping out with the Asia team. So she, they can't say anything wrong about that because we have team members in Asia. So it's right. like, what am I, I'm not doing anything wrong. Like they, they live there. So like I'm helping yeah. them. And Joanne in the chat, she just said that her time zone is in LA, but she didn't know how to work with the time zone changes. Yeah, um, it's actually still very hard for me. So like, um, I still work New York hours because they made me because then most of my team is New York based. Yeah. So I have to go to work at 6am and I have a daily call at 6am with my India team. So it's very like, I'm very tired because um, back in New York, I used to go to work at like, like nine o'clock. And then I went to the gym, I left my house at six o'clock to go to the gym at 630. So the first thing I'm doing in New York, detoxing my mind, going to the gym, not even thinking about anything. First thing I do this morning is wake up at 6 a.m. and talk to India. It's like you're, it's such a different mindset because you're like talking about meeting points versus like talking, like detoxing yourself, getting yourself ready for a day, detoxing yourself and going to the gym to mentally relax yourself. And then here I just get flown blown into a, to a meeting at six in the morning. Right. I totally get that. And what happened to me is when I, Joanne, to answer your question too, the working the long-term, if that kind of scares you working long-term different hours I'm one that does that. So I have a web design and social media agency. So when I live in Barcelona, I shift my schedule. It's actually kind of nice. Think about this. I shift my schedule. So I'm starting work at about 1 p.m. Europe Central Standard Time. Okay. And then, so that's, and I probably work till like 10 or 11 at night, but the whole morning I have for free. So I'm, I'm basically giving myself a half of, a, of the America Pacific time work day. So my clients honestly only have me for half the day, which is amazing. So I basically just make all my calls happen 
um, for half of their day, which is my nighttime in Europe. And I'm, I'm able to work freely without interruptions from 12 to like 5 p.m. in Spain, which is super nice. So you just, you know, sometimes you do have to adjust your schedule, but there are teams. And if, if you expand your business and make it so that, you know, you have a personal assistant, people answering questions at different times of the day. I mean, it can be actually better than working American time. And then you're going to obviously be in the culture and you're going to be, you know, planning a morning that's free. It, it can be beautiful. So I don't want that to like hold you back from thinking you can't do the long-term thing. Now, Angel, tell us about, cause I know most people, they want, if they want to travel hack, they want to have a kick-ass vacation or travel. So what did it, what does a travel, what, what does a trip look like for you? Like you went to the Maldives. Yeah. How, so how much of the card like paid for your trip and all that? So, um, people don't know this, but you can have player one and player two. So like what happened was that my friend Sinitra booked the trip. She actually works at Point Sky. And then, um, so we split the hotel in half. So for Marriott, they have this thing where you can send points to someone else. So I signed up for the credit card for Marriott back when I was like 120,000 for the Marriott business card. And I sent her half the points that way. So I didn't have to send my valuable Chase or Amex points to Marriott and then switch it over to her. So I just literally used like one credit card bonus. And I still have leftover points from that credit card to send her half the points that we needed to book for Maldives. And we booked it before the devaluation. So a lot of different um, reward programs and award programs they have different award charts so sometimes they might um, vary like depending if they have dynamic or award chart pricing so you also have to pay attention when you go to somewhere because they might be more expensive than other times during the year interesting um and what is your actual trip look like when you're there tell us what you did in the maldives, kind of or, maldives or where yeah tell us about maldives Okay, so to, it's so funny because I live in LA and people are like, you spent 30 hours going to another beach and you live 10 minutes from Santa Monica. I know. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> hey, that water and to be on an island on your own in the, oh, looks beautiful. Yeah, it's, and also, it's also it's like for all the other people that are like, um, that don't have a husband, like Kastrana has a husband, I don't have a husband, but like you can go with a friend just because these are romantic destinations doesn't mean that you can't go with, by yourself or like with a friend or anything. Like I actually met a solo girl traveling there too. Like um, ironically, like people go to these destinations if you're like scared because you're like, you don't have someone to go with or anything, you can just go by yourself too. Like you don't yeah. have to wait for anyone to go with you. Yeah. So what it, I totally, I used to do solo travel all the time and it's the most empowering thing. And you meet so many people and you actually get into experiences that are a lot more interesting and open because you went by yourself. Um, when you're with somebody, they assume, oh, like they're busy or something. But when you're by yourself, people actually will start coming up to you and you will make a lot of connections. But what did your trip look like? Like, did you guys stay in a nice hotel? Did you? Yes. So we stayed in a five-star hotel in um, Maldives. We stayed at Le Meridian. And then um, what happened first is that we first, um, so I had to position myself from LA to Chicago. So this, people are going to laugh when I say this because they get so mad when I say this. So I took an, a, a cheap spirit flight because I didn't have American Airlines status yet. So I took a cheap flight from LA to Chicago to position myself. And then from Chicago, it was to Abu Dhabi. So I booked Air Canada to switch over to Etihad for the points because um, if I price myself out of um, LA, it's more expensive. So sometimes you have to position yourself to a different flight because Air Canada or the different reward program, they won't 
put out the itinerary for you. So you have to do it yourself. So I know how to, I, I mean, I've been doing this for a while, so I know how to do this. Now I know what I was going to say, it sounds complicated, but. Well, I mean, I'm teaching a course soon, so you guys can all come in live and like go to my course too, but. I love that. What's it called? Like, I, um. First is like finding the redemption you want because certain airports are cheaper than other airports. So let's say like Chicago, right? Chicago to LA, that's like what, four or five hours or so from a flight and stuff. But the reward chart from Etihad for Air Canada, it's cheaper out of Chicago because out of LA, I would have to position myself and then fly to Toronto, then Toronto go to like Abu Dhabi. Right. It was like a bunch of different um, segments that I had to do, or I could fly direct from Chicago to go to Abu Dhabi. So that's what I did. And Abu and when you get to when you get to Abu Dhabi, there's a free bus to go to um Dubai from um flying Eddie Hod too. And we went to the rivals Eddie lounge. Hod. What is this that you're saying? Eddie Hod? Yeah. What is that? Airline, the Eddie Hod airline, the bougie one. The the airline's called Eddie Hod. How do you spell that? I've never even heard of that one. Oh, I, there's so many different airlines. You, you I've heard of like Emirates. Yeah, I'm actually Emirates soon too. I might do Emirates when I go to Italy because they have a route from JFK to Milan, and there's a bar on the airplane, so I might do that one next. But um, but Eddie Hod is the one I did for um, for last time. I think you're sending it directly to me by accident. Oh, or maybe I'm sending directly to you and stuff. Oh, I yeah, you sent it to me, Etihad. I I yeah. get you. Okay. So the, I didn't know of that airline. I'm actually going to Dubai for the first time. Um, yeah. With and Emirates? With, or... I don't know yet. It's, I don't Turkish? know. I haven't bought the flight yet. I'm going to buy okay. it probably this week. But um, in terms of when you're actually buying the flights to redeem your free travel, like how what's that process look like? And is this available for other countries? Do, do other countries have programs like this? Because I know somebody mm -hmm. in the chat said that they're in Canada and Chase Sapphire doesn't work there. I'm not Canadian based, but if you follow Prince of Travel, he's Canadian based. So I'm not Canadian based, I'm US based. So I'm not really familiar with the other countries programs. I know Australia has stuff too, but I'm not really familiar with other countries because I'm US based. And then I have like credit card affiliate links for the US for um, credit cards and stuff. But, um, oh, someone just said, drop in your um, chat. I just saw that like a while ago for dropping the link for Chase Sapphire preferred for the affiliate. I'll, I'll find that soon. But yeah. um. The reward process is like, first, I would get the credit card that has the sign-up bonus, right? So like, usually I tell people to start off Chase, for example, right? And then you want to use the points on the card to book the flight, right? Usually people, the first thing they think about is like, oh, I can get cash back for the credit card. It's only like, let's say like a, like a sign-up bonus is like 60000 right? They're like, oh, it's only $600. I'm like, that's not $600. That's way more, more, more money than that because you have to learn the different airline programs. So one of the airline programs is um, Air Canada for a chase. So I used um, my points. Oh, I did from Amex because Amex is also a transfer partner for Chase. But I transferred my points to Air Canada to book the flight because it was a lot cheaper than booking with Chase directly through the bank portal and through cashback. So my flight, I think it was like, I think it was like, I forgot. I have to go research it again because I have it in my um, Excel and stuff. But it was almost, I got like five cents per dollar. So it was pretty high versus the other ones. If you book directly, the bank is only one cent per dollar if you book on Amex for the travel portal so you get way less points so you have to know the different reward programs and how to use them right and like for example the reward program for the chase one which she's recommending that you guys get to start if you are in the u.s um you just have to spend four thousand dollars right in the first three months and yeah i think that's the, let me just go find it i'll, I'll go find it I did. so i basically just put my rent on there and yeah. then paid it off right away and yeah. i have the free trip to dubai <laughs> like 
it's so crazy. I just, I'm really, I'm baffled at this whole world. Yeah, I would, you know what I did when I was in Dubai? I stayed at the five-star hotel on Hyatt and they had a lounge. So yeah. you can get like free breakfast and free dinner there because the lounge food is actually real food, like noodles and veggies and chicken and stuff. It's not like just appetizers and stuff. So that's what I did when I was there. I stayed at the Hyatt there. Interesting, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much cool information. If that was help for, helpful for you in any way, if that opened up anything in terms of, hey, like, you might think travel is expensive and it doesn't have to be. Um, put I in the chat, put me in the chat. Uh, thank you so much, Angel. We're looking forward to following your journey. So I hoped you liked that episode of Untold Secrets of Living Overseas. For more information about moving abroad or joining some of our programs, you can head over to moveoverseasnow.com. And a really fun thing that you could do is join the waitlist actually for the ultimate Move Overseas Now course. This is actually a course that's gonna be saving you hundreds of hours of research and planning. And you're gonna be getting from A to Z all of the processes and the steps for making your move abroad and specifically for 15 plus different countries. So it's really jam packed. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to come out in the fall. So see you guys on the next episode and so excited to connect with all of you. Talk soon.